and welcome to Down with the Browns. And welcome back to another episode of Down with the Browns. You're here with your hosts, Christian and Mac the Buffalo. KFC in the buff. Just just us uh, tonight, guys. Uh, Manny can't make it, and Matty G got arrested. Uh, but more on that later. Listen, buddy. Listen, listen, listen. So you like the I, I wanted to. Oh, dude, the Eskimo hat. I don't. Oh, I don't know what the actual term is for it, but I, I mean, I call it the cousin Eddie hat. The cousin Eddie hat. Yeah, it's the cousin Eddie hat. <laughs> That's exactly dude, what, what, what a classic. It. Yeah, exactly. what a what a classic. Um, I still have one of those bucket hats, but I only break those out in the summer. Um, anyway. Guys, I wanted to start off this show with a public Buffalo announcement, a PBA. Usually I'm reading headlines here, but I'd rather make a formal statement given the circumstances. Ooh, let's hear it. Good evening. The past few days have been a wild one for the Browns fan base. And a move that was more shocking than the time I showed up to a date wearing the same outfit, the Browns traded for Jets wide receiver Elijah Moore. This move was shortly followed up by the team also signing free agent speedster wide receiver Marquise Goodwin. The Browns GM Andrew Berry has handed out weapons to Deshaun Watson like the government was handing out stimmy checks in 2020. With the depth at wide receiver this season, all the pressure being on Watson and Stefanski to succeed, I'd like to announce I will no longer be counting the amount of carries Nick Chubb gets per game. Unlike Christian quitting energy drinks and Zen Pouch's cold turkey, I will actually keep this promise. This passing offense finally has enough weapons to be a heavy passing attack, and if this doesn't work out well, I'll be more baffled than the time I found out KFC's girlfriend loves his personality unironically. (laughs) I'd like to thank the Dumpster Fire organization, Open New York, for being so down bad that they would trade their second best wide receiver just to add higher draft capital. Draft capital they would use to trade for a 40-year-old QB that's addicted to hallucinogenics. At this point, I don't know whose brain is more fried, Aaron Rodgers or the Jets' GM, Joe Douglas. To be clear, I'm still a diehard enthusiast for the greatest running back of all time, Nick Chubb. But now, I will not have a coronary every time he's on the sidelines on third down, glaring at his head coach. This is Mac with your Down with the Browns public Buffalo announcement. Yeah, I I don't like you anymore. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I can't stand you. But you know, you, you told me you told me to write the second joke in there, and I was just like, ah, I don't know, man. I, I told you the energy drink joke, okay? Because you know, I woke up this morning, I was feeling a little spicy, and you know, multiple people and lots of friends and family have told me, Christian, you're gonna die if you don't stop. Because I was uh, me being one of them, me 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 being the biggest advocate for your cardiac health. So yes. yeah. Because uh, I was consuming large amounts of caffeine, because apparently that's bad for your body. Um, I didn't know that, but apparently it speeds up your heart or something. And I just like to feel like I'm on crack, uh, but I don't do crack. Don't do crack. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah. I don't know where I was going with that. I got a little spacey. It's starting to get to me, man. 
Well, um, <laughs> since you're starting to get spacey, why don't we recap uh, the Browns' pass moves this past week? Um, yeah. You know, everybody's talking about the Elijah Moore trade, but a um, couple free agency moves here. The Browns have brought back backup quarterback Joshua Dobbs. Um, he was with the team last year, got cut when um, Watson was reinstated. He went to Tennessee. Um, but they still needed a quarter uh, backup quarterback here with Jacoby Brissett going to Washington. So mm-hmm. good move there. Um, uh, Matthew Adams from Chicago Bears, a uh, special teamer, was yep. signed. Um, you know, another – Another special teams weapon for very high, highly graded under Bob Patron in or Philly in Indianapolis. He had uh, what was it a ninety point seven PFF grade for special yes. teams. So that's absolutely Correct. a dog. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then uh, and then Marquise Goodwin, um, yes. veteran, speedy wide receiver from Seattle. Um, you, you know, not too shabby. Um, you, you know, Marquise Goodwin, uh, can, you know, considering the fact that he had a, he had a very quiet season. Uh, I mean, you know, for the fact of like around, I mean, he gets what somewhere between 20 to 40 targets a season. Yeah. Um, last season he had 387 yards, 14 yards a catch four TDs. So, you know, not too, not too bad for the, you know, fourth, fifth wide receiver, um, that's going to be on this depth chart here. And I like the move just so the fact of, you, you know, we saw what happened to this. Um, you, you know, this offensive game plan once, um, <laughs> no, but I mean, uh, you know, when you posted that video of hangover part three, where Alan comes into the house and it was the, it was the intervention Le- legitimately, I th- spot on spot on for what it would <laughs> this comes from a place of love <laughs> <laughs> i love that movie so much um, but uh but <laughs> getting back to marquis goodwin um yeah. you know i really do like him as an insurance policy um mm-hmm. especially with uh, how jakeem grant went down and the offense yeah. was kind of hampered to stretch the field so y- you know uh, Elijah Moore, while he's great, you know, he has been injured here and there. Um, you know, Jakeem Grant's rehabbing that Achilles. So, you, you know, if the, both those options, at, for whatever point in the reason, you know, this season, if they're not available, they still have Marquise Goodwin to stretch yeah. the field there. So I, I do like that. But let's talk let's about chat. the biggest headline of the week. Let's hear it. The Browns trade pick 42 for Elijah Moore and pick 72. So the crazy part about this is, is that all they did was move 30 spots down and pick a wide receiver, which they were going to do anyway. Yeah. So, and I mean, we, we, it's like, it's like we just walked in, looked at him, jokingly said, here's pick 42. And we went pick 72. And Elijah Moore, and they're like, "All right, let's do it." And you're like, "Huh? What? Huh? What? 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 But, but Joe, like, Joe Douglas. Like, I mean, you know, outside well, that name of, right there, says outside it all. of Bill O'Brien, is he kind of maybe the worst GM the league has seen in the past couple years? Well, I mean, he is about to, about to get Aaron Rodgers there. I mean, uh, about to, but the deal's not done. And Dude, Aaron Rodgers. Imagine, imagine so, they don't get so, Aaron Rodgers. Imagine the, he just let, backs out. Yeah. 
Yeah. He just backs out. He's like, you know what? After I went back into the, the darkness hole of witchcraft, I do. Uh, <laughs> that he yeah, does. Yeah, after, you know, like, after consuming more wild mushrooms I found in the forest, I've decided not just, to play football. Yeah, I decided I'm going to become a monk or something. <laughs> I mean, it wouldn't surprise me. This is Aaron Rodgers, the most uh, like w- like weirdest guy. Is it fair to say he's the weirdest guy in the league? Hmm. I don't know. I- I'd have to think about that. I mean, just in the sole fact of like you don't know what's going on inside of I, I mean like, you got to think there's probably some weirder people that are just not good like they're not as good as Aaron Rodgers they're probably just like weirdos you know <laughs> like absolute like just like weirdos oh but I I mean you know but between this whole fiasco I I mean I feel like the Aaron Rodgers trade has they've been trying to work this in for you know three four weeks now yeah. um y- you know they they fumbled the second pick in the draft for some God awful reason. They thought that Zach Wilson, even though he struggled against the better defenses in his collegiate career, they thought he would somehow pan out instead of Justin Fields. Um, you know, and so who? Because it was Trevor Lawrence that got picked above him. Yep. So who went, went after Zach, Fields? No, it went uh, Matt it Jones. It went T. Law, um, Zach Wilson, and then it went uh, Trey Lance, and then Justin Fields. And then I, I mean, think they Matt, still would have been better off if they did Trey Lance, and I don't even think Trey Lance is that good. Like they somehow yeah. they they had the second pick, and and they got the worst quarterback out of the draft class. That blows my mind. But yeah, it's you know Andrew yeah. Barry absolutely fleeced the Jets here, and it, <laughs> it, I, I just I don't I don't understand because if they really wanted to make it, uh, unless they just be because you know Elijah Moore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't even see that comment. Yeah, yeah, he, he a real Stacy's mom situation. Jeff it. said Wilson panned out good with the moms, though. He was a uh, oh wait what uh, Trey Lance rumored 49ers might take a second for him. Mm. Well, they're not sold on him. I'll tell you that for yeah, sure. It didn't. True. It didn't take. Now, granted, you, you know Brock Purdy ended up having a good stretch of games and he earned his title there, but it was. They they saw probably about what two games of Purdy and they were ready to anoint him the starter. <laughs> He's pretty no matter good. What. So yeah, yeah. They say Brock Purdy's pretty good. They're so pretty good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Listen, yeah. listen, listen, listen here, buddy. Uh, but yeah, like the Aaron Rodgers stuff. And do you want to go straight into uh, the next big topic that sort of kinda. Oh wait, no. Have we finished talking about Elijah Moore yet? No, no, we have not. We've we not even begun. Jumping the gun. You're My, jumping the gun. I, I, I'm on edge. I'm on edge. You're on edge. You're on, on edge. edge. Tell me, tell me, what are your what are your thoughts here? The Browns train for Elijah Moore. I loved it. I didn't think we would do it. I thought that the trade capital would be too much because of the lower contract. He's still in the rookie deal. We've got him for two more years. I was thinking they're going to ask for a big lump sum because you know when he's at Ole Miss. He had that dog in him, quite literally, with the P stance that he did. Yeah. Um, he's, I mean, he's been a good receiver. It's just he's not really got the got into his, you know, his fold, mm-hmm. you know, out there. Because you know, when Zach Wilson was on the field, he just wasn't targeting him, and most of his yards, like, what was it? That stat you dropped, like seventy five percent of his yards came when Zach Wilson wasn't playing. Yeah, yeah. So what was okay? So there was twelve games in his career over the past two seasons that yeah. he played without Zach Wilson. So this mm-hmm. is with Mike White 
Joe Flacco, and Josh Johnson. Okay. He had 81 targets, 53 catches, 681 yards, five TDs, um, and 33% of his yards were after the catch. Mm-hmm. And only two drops in his in his whole career. So you know he's he's given you about the best that they can do. Um, the greatest take that I've heard on Elijah Moore mm-hmm. was from Nathan Zagura on Cleveland Browns Daily, mm-hmm. and and he he said absolutely if Elijah Moore was drafted by another team, he would not have been available for trade. And I cannot agree with that more. That's like a it, fact. It, 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 it's. It's absolute fact because it's to me when you get such an explosive talent to like the ability for him to separate the like his sure hands and just the fact that he can make a play after the catch, um, you know, it, it really kind of blew my mind that this is all that it took. Mm-hmm. But also in the same part, you know, he's well respected by his teammates. But oh yeah, him getting into the the spat with Michael LaFleur about not getting enough targets, which granted, you, you know, he's your second best wide receiver. Yeah. The fact that you're not getting him targets is just really dumb. Um, well, and, and, you know, looking at it, his best game. So yeah. I, I'll, I'll throw this back to you in a second because this is going to blow your mind. So his best game as a pro, um, it was against the Colts two mm-hmm. years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, he had 141 yards, um, or I'm, I'm sorry, he had 80, 87 yards, two touchdowns. Mm-hmm. It took them a whole quarter just to target him. And he got a big um, – he, he, got, he got back-to-back catches, one for 26 yards, and then the one directly to the play after was a 19-yard score. They did not target him again for a, a two whole quarters. Like, it's just – there, there must have been something between him and like Michael Floor because it was like plays weren't going to him. He, w- yeah. he flat out like wasn't touching the football. And frankly, there were some times where it was just like you were watching it and you go, "Okay, like this is third down. Like where's Elijah Moore?" Yeah, yeah, you, you know. So um, it, it kind of reminds it was me part of his spat with him. It, it yeah. had to be. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of like kind of like the situation with uh christian kirk in arizona not as much though like he he still got his targets mm-hmm. but like when christian kirk went to the jaguars like you heard a lot of receivers like that kid's gonna be good he's gonna be real good when he gets when he becomes the wide receiver one and i mean they paid him pretty good penny to come down there to jacksonville and where i was kind of like eh. I, I mean I, w- I wanted him in last year in the offseason mm-hmm. i was like yeah. eh, i don't want to pay him that much but you know like all these guys like tyree kill uh, D hop, they're all like, this kid is going to be good. And he goes down there, balls out, and kind of shows like he was just kind of hidden. And I think the same thing's going to happen for Elijah Moore. It's kind of, it kind of feels that same vibe. They're about the same hot, same kind of story, kind of like they were kind of hidden, mm-hmm. weren't targeted as much. And I, I just think good things are going to come for the Cleveland Browns this year with Elijah well, Moore. Well, the cool thing is, is that um, as much as, like he's going to have a job. I'm, I'm telling you right now, just him stepping on the field alone is going to do wonders for this Browns offense in terms of scheme and opening everything up. I mean, for once we actually can say Kevin Stefanski has everything that he needs to run his offense. Yeah. hundred percent for, sure. for the first time in his coaching career in Cleveland, 
He has 100% of the offense. Everything is going to be wide open. Yep. Now, with that also being said, you, you know, Elijah Moore doesn't, like, it, this isn't going to, like, require him to get 160 targets next year. You know what I mean? He can he – can, You hear that? Um, he can produce the train running back in the yeah. background. You know what that train is? That's the Super Bowl train. Cleveland Browns 2023. Just jump on on. Jump on the train. We're chugging like mean, lugging. You, you, you might as well. Um, now, I, I, I will say this. Um, what really excites me about mm-hmm. Elijah Moore, two, two things. One, his average separation last year was 3.1 yards. Better than any wide receiver That's on the Browns tough. team. Guess how many, uh, on average, guess what? Uh, guess how many yards of cushion that he got per play? 35. 6.1. I was close. Six point yard, and like I, I'm looking at it, and I was like, I was like, that just sounds like extremely inflated. Yeah. But when you look at it, his ability to to just stop on a dime mm-hmm. just confuses defenders. You, you know, well, he'll you go slow back and, down, and you don't know which way he's turning. Somebody tweeted it the other day, and it was when Elijah Moore was still in college, and so was Grant Delpit. And dude, he had Grant Delpit looking silly. Yeah, he. I mean, Elijah Moore had a lot of a lot of players looking silly. Uh, there was a wheel route where um, you trust the rail system in Ohio. No, I don't, uh, Andrew. If you want me to be honest with you, I don't. Um, ever since uh, that kind of news break a couple weeks ago, every time I hear the train, I'm just kind of like, please don't derail. But <laughs> getting getting sidetracked here, pun fully intended. Um, you know, uh, Elijah Moore and his ability to open is just something else. And it's going to be really cool because yeah. – and, and and funny enough, um, Grant Puskard, um had a, had a really good tweet um, out today and uh, because it was, it was PFF putting Amari Cooper and Elijah Moore side by side. And, and they said, where would you rank this wide receiver duo in the NFL? A couple – couple people got upset and they go oh well you know dpj is wide receiver too but here's the thing in this offense next year they're going to have three wide receivers on the field most of the time they're going to be running 11 personnel right so it doesn't really matter i mean elijah moore more than likely is going to be in the slot for the majority of the time but he can go inside he can go outside It, it it doesn't really matter at this point but you line up and, you know, going back to the Manny tweet, but the only difference between me and him is that uh, I know the difference between an illegal formation and, <laughs> you know, yeah. but. You get caught um, out by a coach. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, um, you know, Amari Cooper, Elijah Moore, Donovan Peoples-Jones, David Njunku. Somebody is bound to get open. And mm-hmm. the problem with this offense the past two years, they get behind the sticks, and you know when you're pa- when they're passing, when a team knows that you're passing, they didn't do so hot. But somebody is going to get open, and we've now put Deshaun Watson in a spot where his job this year is going to be a hell of a lot easier. Yeah. And with guys like Goodwin and Moore, you know they can make plays after after the catch. So. You know, yeah. a lot more screens, a lot more jet sweeps, some end end arounds, extension of that run game that I yeah. that I keep talking about and I've been preaching about for for months and months now. They will finally have that this season, so they won't need to. Now, granted, 
Does that mean that I'm not going to sit here and advocate for them running the ball? No, I would. I would. I want to see Nick Chubb yeah. run. It's one of the yeah. greatest things that I watch in in, in modern day football. And I, I love but, hearing Chubb, 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 yes. Chubb, yeah. Chubb, exactly. Chubb. It, it, it gets you hype. It it's gets the only the time going. that that grown men can actually chant that and not feel down. You know. Yeah. Yeah, and, and not <laughs> feel completely perverted. But um, but yeah, it, it's. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's really nice the the fact that they're going to be able to balance this offense without being so run heavy, which is going to be better for Chubb because he's going to face a lot lighter boxes. Yeah. So his his yards per carry is even going to be more impressive than it has been in, in years past. Um, you know, they're going to be able to get behind a defense. So what what is that? What is that? Bait. What are you holding up? It's bait. Oh, it's bait. Mm-hmm. It's bait. Why, why are you putting bait out? I, because I'm fishing for a Cleveland Browns Super Bowl. And I think that these additions that the Browns are making this offseason, I'm just even going to go back even to last week. You know, I think the Browns are building something special. We didn't get all the the big names that we thought. And By the way, I forgot, not to cut you off, Anthony Walker coming back. Yeah, exactly. We're bringing all the right pieces back, all the right people. And none of them have really been big names like Dalvin Tomlinson. That's, I mean, that's a big name to us, but it's not like a, it's not like a DeForest Buckner. It's not mm-hmm. a Deron Payne. It's mm-hmm. not like a Kenny Clark. Like, it's not like that top tier name, but it's a guy that's going to come in and do his job. And then we've got all these guys coming in, Juwan Thornhill, Elijah Moore. These guys are going to come in and play ball. They don't. They're not looking for the for the bling, the paparazzi. They're not doing that like like past people like JJ three. Like he wanted the camera in his face. Like he was mm-hmm. one of them guys. And we're getting people that are going to come in and play football. And when we do that, if we can get all the people in one accord, that's even biblical. I don't know the verse, but I know that is biblical. When the when you're in in one accord in unity. Good things are going to happen, and I think that's one correct step in the direction of a Cleveland Brown Super Bowl that I'm fishing for. And well, I mean, they certainly have the pieces, and you know, the and the coaches now. There, I think there's a little bit of a common theme with with some of these trades, with some of these free agents. Um, a lot of these guys are hungry. You know, a walk fresh off an of injury. You know, he's got to prove himself. Jawan Thornhill is coming off of the Super Bowl. You don't think he's itching for another one? Um, You know, you got Dalvin Tomlinson, who who played pretty damn good, but everybody would still thought that he wasn't deserving of the big contract. You got Ogbo, who for the first time will able to be the man on the defensive line for the first time in his career. Um, You know, because I'm going to be honest with you, it's Mm – He's he's gonna have to be, um, you know, unless Alex Wright really comes along um, yeah. in camp. So you know, a lot of hungry guys. Elijah Moore is yep. the prime example of a guy that got drafted to a terrible, terrible. And I know that I'm a Browns fan, and I'm using the word "terrible" organization to describe another team. But you, you know, correct me if I'm wrong here. The Jets have been an absolute dumpster fire the past several years. Yep. So he comes through. He's the second best wide receiver on the team, and then he just gets. Buried for whatever reason. I, I just you have a wide receiver. It, it's not even like the Odell situation to where yeah. the quarterback was just so on, you know, inaccurate and just uh, you know not on the same page, flat out. 
Like, because they were still pushing to get him the football. Like Elijah yeah. Moore, they just he just disappeared. And they're like, okay, no, that's fine. You know, we'll just we'll just try to throw it to you know anyone not named Garrett Wilson. And it's just kind of like what like what like what are you doing? Yeah, you know. But like now he's hungry, and you can you can just tell in the interviews like he's he's ready to prove well, it to the league that he is what. He was drafted. Well, Jeff said this earlier. He said when Moore said, "Listen, I just want to go out there and kill," and he said, or, uh, "Jeff said I was ready to run through a wall when he said that," and that gets you high because, like, yeah, I want guys like that. I want guys that got that dog in them that's going to go out there and just be like, "Play I've through got the, the whistle, football. yeah." I've got the football. I'm going to do everything in my power to score. And you're not going to stop me. Like one of them top guys. And that's what we're getting in Elijah Moore. He's got that dog in him. You can tell. And I'm so hyped. Well, you're going to, you're going to need that in this division. Cause I I mean, you know, and we're, we're going to, we're going to talk about one team here in a, in a second down the road. Um, But you know, Pittsburgh still has a stout defense every single year. As long as Mike Tomlin's there, you're going to have a good defense. Ravens defense. They've been stout for years now. It's not going to change anytime soon, especially with them signing uh, or trading for uh, Roquan Smith last year, and yep. then they extended him. So he's going to be there for a long time. And mm-hmm. then you have the Cincinnati Bengals, which their defense isn't that great, but they're still going to give you one of their best games of the season. So yeah. you you need guys like that on the offensive side of the ball that are going to try to get those extra yards because, it, you know, it's hard playing football in Cleveland. It mm-hmm. always has been yeah something always goes wrong it's even harder to get yards after the catch so to have somebody that's going to be willing to just claw for those inches uh, mm-hmm. even better yeah and i think as as elijah moore gets used to this this scheme and to the offense i think it's going to open up amari cooper even more in dpj yep. because teams are going to be like okay this guy's starting to go off we might need to double team him and when you call receivers, like DPJ, like I know somebody that's on the podcast that is not here right now was throwing slander at DPJ. Yes. But he's no slouch, man. He's a pretty good receiver. And he can go out there and make plays. And when you got Amari Cooper, DPJ, and I mean, Jakeem Grant, he's not been the most uh, statistically proven wide receiver. But I mean, he's still got wheels. He's got wheels. And yeah. then you get Mar- Marquise Goodwin. I mean, and then the Joku. I mean, here's the thing: I I don't, I don't know how, as a defense, that you can take one of your safeties and put him in the box against this wide receiving core. You know Mm. what I mean? So the I, I just now, granted, what we're talking about now. A really good point. He said since he lost both starting safeties, that even even better, even freaking better yeah because there there's not going to be a team that's gonna that's gonna say hey we need to bring us you, you know they're gonna keep both safeties back and i can imagine that the middle of the field is gonna open up a little bit more yeah because they're they're worried about you, you know guys getting behind them and yeah i think i think that it now granted you know this is months down the road we got a long time before the season opens up but yeah. if if I'm a if I'm a betting man, I could imagine play sequence kind of going like this. We're gonna start. We're gonna hand the ball off to Nick Chubb two or three times, and then he's gonna do pretty well. And they go, okay, we're gonna need to bring guys a little bit closer to the line of scrimmage. Marquise Goodwin, Elijah Moore just goes right behind him. 
and we hit him with a play action for a big gain. Because it's, you know, Kevin Stefanski's a big, um, between his motions, his multiple formations, he likes to play a lot of chess with the defense, yeah. you know, show him a look, come back to it a couple plays later. So, yeah. you, you know, to give him a more diverse wide receiver room with what he can do, um, like I... I'm really and and I and and I know to a lot of people listening right now I sound a lot different compared to how I sounded 3 4 weeks ago. But the way how this offense is going to open up and the fact that they can finally be a pass heavy offense. They've never been able to do this since 99. They they just they just haven't. And you can't you can't sit here and talk to me about 007 because Jamal Lewis went off that year. Yeah. You can't talk to me about the Josh Gordon year because he was only one person and they were still losing games. Yeah, they were uh, like I mean, four and you, you know, or 12. Yeah, and it's um cuz it's just you know, you you look at you look at when they were saying they're like, "Ah, you know, we're going to we're going to try to throw the ball close to 40 times next year." And you're sitting there and you're like, "Oh, I don't know. Deshaun Watson yeah. stats when he throws the ball more than 40 times in a game just isn't great, but there's also you, you know, a touch pass. So a jet sweep quarterback takes it and just basically flicks it with his wrist mm-hmm. to, you know, the wide receiver or whoever's basically taking, taking the touch pass that counts as a pass, mm-hmm. a screen counts as a pass. So they're going to have like these little kind of dump offs to where the quarterback's not holding the ball, but they're getting it out to their, yeah. um, you, you know, and it's just going to open up this offense. Yeah. I'm, I'm so freaking excited, man. Hey, I really am. I'm yeah. Like, and, you know, speaking of excitement and offense, um, and, you know, the Browns, they do play in the AFC North they and do. a rival of the Cleveland Browns, the team that stole the Browns from Cleveland, changed their name to the Ratbirds, just lost their franchise quarterback, Lamar Jackson, because he has officially made it public that he has requested a trade as of March 2nd. Oh, no! Oh, no! Oh, that's so awful, man. And props to Jimmy Haslam and Andrew Barry for making this all come true. How? How would the Browns owner and Browns GM have anything to do with what's going on in Baltimore? I'll tell you. Last time, last year, this time, March 16th, Jimmy Haslam and them boys took a pilot aircraft down to Houston. Jimmy Haslam threw a bunch of money in Deshaun Watson's face and said, this is yours, guaranteed. And then, since then, it's been history. Changed the course of the NFL trajectory. Now we're here laughing at the Baltimore Ratbirds. Laughing. 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 Just laughing, hysterically. Laughing. The jokes on laughing. jokes. Because we all saw it. Oh. We all knew it was going to happen. We oh, either knew so that they delicious. were going to have to pay, pay Lamar Jackson that huge lump sum of money. Or let him walk in free agency. Because most of us knew Baltimore wasn't going to pay him that money. So they props to Jimmy Haslam. Uh, props to Andrew now, Barry. This... Uh, this is really just kind of uh, a really great development <laughs> in the grant. <laughs> Jeff, said, Has- Jeff says Haslam peeing on uh, Art's grave with that Watson contract. That's a fact. 
Yeah. Took yeah, a huge no, deuce um, on it. A huge, huge dump of Rooney right on the right Upper on the tombstone decky. there. <laughs> Upper decky. <laughs> but um these developments, um, they're really a good sign for Browns fans because especially with that non inclusive tag, there's a mm-hmm. lot of thought around the league, you, you know, that uh Lamar didn't really have a lot of leverage. There you, you know, what yeah. what's the point of a team signing if they knew that <sighs> the Ravens more than likely were going to match it because I, I mean, that's what the Ravens did. They said, Hey, yeah. you know, you think you're worth this much, then we'll place the non-exclusive tag. We'll let the market dictate, you know, what your contract's worth. And then we'll just match it. It'll be mm-hmm. easy as that. Now with Lamar coming out and saying that he wants to be traded, these teams know for a fact that Lamar Jackson's available. So I can, I can see here, um, that I, I saw that I Photoshop that. as well. That was hilarious. Um, but, um, y- you know, now that teams know that he's actually available and he actually wants out, I think a couple teams kind of revisit their fact here. And I think they say, eh, you know, maybe we're not out on Lamar Jackson. You yeah. know, if he's tradable, why not pitch him an offer? If they're going to be taking phone calls, why not? If you're the Atlanta Falcons, yeah. you know, if you're the Indianapolis Colts who <clears throat> who doesn't have their top pick in the draft. Yeah. You know? So it's uh it's really just delicious to it's to quite just see fascinating. That, oh, it's and it, you know, the fact that uh, you know, former former Browns vice president Sashi Brown now works there. Mwah, chef's kiss. Uh, the the fact that the Ravens organization has been going downhill since Ozzie Newsome stepped down. Mwah, chef's kiss. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, it's just it's glorious. It, it's it's kind of like watching, like driving by on the car on the highway, and you just see a you see a car accident. You you just got a rubberneck. You just got a. You're not even paying attention to what's in front of you. You're just glaring this thing down because you're just in amazement that this thing even happened because and 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 here's the here's the greatest part about all this you know john harbaugh is in complete denial he was at the he was at the coaches summit today saying that he expects lamar jackson to be starting week one and it's just like are 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 you just well, did you see you the timing of the are tweet you stupid yeah no he sent the tweet out while he was at the summit and the and the funny thing is is that um and uh Lewis Riddick brought this up on on Rich Eisen. Um the fact that Lamar doesn't have an agent, there's no one to leak this information to. So the Ravens had this kind of monopoly on the on the Lamar Jackson contract situation in terms of getting it out to the media. So they were only releasing what the you know, what they wanted the media to hear. Yeah. But what they didn't, what you know, we didn't all know is that Lamar was just like, "Hey, if you don't want to pay me, trade me," and that's yeah. what he told them on March second. Now, there, you know, there was a tweet. Tom Pelissero did come out uh, of NFL Network saying that they've they have been in negotiating talks, but that's pretty broad. You yeah. know, negotiating talks could be, you know, you know, hey Lamar, we're going to throw you another offer. Oh, you're still yeah. disrespected by it. You still want to leave? great um but it's just yeah. if they really thought that he was the he was their quarterback just pay him yeah all teams do this now it's it, oh oh i'm sorry that you you have to get your pocketbook out 
to, for it to be guaranteed money? Oh, that's yeah. such a shame. That's such a shame. It's your franchise quarterback, dummy. Yeah. If you think he's the guy, just pay him and figure it out. I mm. mean, that's what that's what the Browns did. Uh, now, granted, it was it the right decision? Who knows? We're gonna find out this season. Yep. But they determined he was their guy. They paid him. Yep. The Chiefs. What I remember when Mahomes got that mega deal, and everybody's like, "How's How's Kansas City gonna figure it out?" I was one of those idiots too. You know, because well, I, I, I was just like, "Okay, you, you know, you're gonna pay your quarterback all this money. Well, what what, what happens to all, all the rest of the outsets?" But they figured it out. Pay your quarterback, reset the market if you have to, and then just figure it out. Because yeah. if you don't have your quarterback, I, I mean, you know, no disrespect to Snoop Huntley. Um, you know, nice name change, by the way, Tyler. Um, <laughs> like, you, you know, they scored three points against the Browns defense last year, against a Joe Woods defense. So they weren't too good without Lamar. Yeah. If you we all if, if he's your guy, yeah. If he's your guy, pay him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I just I, I absolutely love it because these teams in the FC North have trashed us for years, spit on the name of the Browns. Now they're all going through it. I love it because you know the Bengals are gonna have to pay Burrow here in like the next year and a half. They're about the uh, the Ratbirds are about to lose Lamar. Pittsburgh's hopefully they're going to derail soon, but you never know because Mike Tomlin's a genius. Um, I mean they they have they have a worse fever for Kenny Pickett than we had for Baker. Yeah, that's I mean we had we, we we had fever for Baker because he set the you know the rookie touchdown record in thirteen games. I yeah. mean Kenny Pickett had um, a god awful pa- passer rating of like seventy. Um, and you, you know, they just think, Oh, he's the future. Cause you let a couple game winning drives. Well, you know, if you only got to go 20 yards and then your kicker kicks a game winning field goal, like, I, I guess that's a game winning drive, but it's, I, I just don't understand yeah. how Steelers like a 76 passer rating. Seven touchdowns, nine interceptions last year. Andrew I just said the the Nelson Aguilar <clears throat> signing pushed Lamar over the edge. Yeah, it, it would piss me off too. I, I mean, you, you know, like it's. I mean, Elson that like so. So here's the thing. Here's the funny thing. So they got rid of Hollywood Brown. Yep. Because they said, oh well, like he he has a terrible job. He can't catch. Okay. Who do you bring in a year after? A guy with worst hands. A guy with hands so bad that when someone rescued someone out of a burning building in Philadelphia, they said, I couldn't be like Nelson Aguilar, and I had to catch this baby. Yep. So bad that in, in, in a dire situation, somebody joked about Nelson Aguilar's hands. That's how bad his hands are. Yeah, and they signed bad. him, and they said, you, you know, Here's hey, Lamar – here, here is the weapons that you've been asking us for for two years. Yeah. It's Nelson Aguilar, not even, not even a true wide receiver two or three. I, I would, I would say border wide receiver three. You know, wide receiver three on twenty out of thirty-two NFL teams. To be fair, but that's not what you get your franchise quarterback when he's asking you for weapons. For receivers, and there's plenty on the market. And this is – so, ladies and gentlemen, this is coming from a Lamar hater. 
I don't believe that he's a top ten quarterback. Can he get you into the playoffs? Can he win you some games? Absolutely. Is he yeah. very? He's the he's the best runner in all of pro football right now. He's not a god awful passer. He's not the you know what the jokes that I make him out to be as a passer. Yeah. But he's pretty damn good, and he can win you some. He just needed some. He just needs some help. And the fact yeah. that they go here, you go. Here's Nelson Aguilar, and it's just yeah. I, I don't I don't blame you, Lamar. Yeah. I, I, frankly. The how professional Lamar has been through this whole process is, and I and I don't want to sound disrespectful when I say this, but it it amazes me because if I was in his position and the media was currently or the team was leaking purposely bad info on me to trash me, mm-hmm. they get me an absolute middle finger of a free agent acquisition at wide receiver. And they're constantly pushing the narrative yeah. that he's asking for a ridiculous amount of money. And it's just it, it's just like, yeah, just at this point, you might as well trade him because stop acting like you want him here. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Yep. It's, uh, I'm just, I'm happy all this is happening. You're grinning from year to year, man. Yeah, I'm you just should happy. be happy. It's a great it's, time. You know, because you know, I mean, I've been talking about how it's just so cool to watch these teams just plummet like we've been garbage the past 20 years, however long. And, you know, it just kind of opens something up for me, you know. I'm seeing an AFC North championship. Like, I'm, I it's see it's, it's a little bit easier now with <clears throat> Lamar Jackson out. Because usually, like, when we play Baltimore, I mean, those games are really close. Like, I mean, they're always down to the wire. And not having Lamar there makes it a lot easier. And if you can beat Baltimore, like we have been the last two years, splitting with them. But you know what? The past two times we beat Baltimore, Lamar Jackson wasn't there. He started the game in 2022 or 2021, but he got hurt early. He got hurt, yep. And it was Tyler Huntley. And then last year, when we played them in Cleveland, we beat Tyler Huntley. They only scored three points that whole game. There was only one time where the Browns beat Lamar Jackson, and that was in 2019. Yep. three. Dog stomped him, too. Yeah. Well, well, that was the Nick Chubb show. That was that, that was, defense was on a showing, too. Yes. They picked him off like it, four times. No, you're turning it to 2021. No, or no, he he turned the ball over quite a bit that game. I, I want to say it was 20. like a fumble or something. Yeah, I thought he yeah, threw a couple I, I mean, picks. He might have. I, I mean, 2019. That sounds like a. It, it, didn't it feel like a decade ago, the Freddie Kitchens era? Yeah, thank God. It was a. It was last year. Those ugly jerseys, and it was. Uh, it was so bad. Yeah, thank God. <laughs> but you know. There's only four things in life that I need. Let me tell you what those things are. Go ahead. The first one is the Lord. You got to have the Lord. I mean, the Lord's the Lord provided us with this beautiful earth we're on, you know. And I I could go on and on about the Lord, but I'll keep it kind of simple for this this segment. Number two, this one's kind of two things. It's water and food. You got to have those. You'll die. Like, I mean, you just got to have those. Yeah. Number okay. three All right. is love. 
Because if you're not feeling the love, you're probably sad. And nobody likes to be sad. Nope. And number four is a Cleveland Browns Super Bowl. And I need it. And I need it now, Andrew Barry and Jimmy Haslam. I can't go another year without a Cleveland Browns Super Bowl. Please make it happen this year. I need it so bad. I can't stand it. Maybe I'm just down bad. But Maybe I would I would bad. I would go I would go for a division win and a playoff win. Honest to God. If if they if they win know. the division for the first time since nineteen eighty nine, which was by the way, before I was born. Okay. And I was born before the team moved to Baltimore. Like that's how long that it's been since the Browns really? won the division. So if they do that and they win a playoff game, yeah. I mean, maybe maybe I'm just down bad. Maybe I've just been beaten emotionally by this team year after year. Bro, um, no, listen, listen. We got but, the players. We, can, I mean, there's no excuse we shouldn't be competing for a Super Bowl. We got the players. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we got the roster. I'm talking Super Bowl, man. I don't care if I'm over talking it. We're we need we need one within the next two years, and and I mean, quite frankly. If we win a Super Bowl, I'm gonna go nuts. Like, I mean, you're gonna see a side of me that nobody's ever seen. I'm probably gonna what, like, what be on like a lot of posts. I'm what, gonna, what I will run go barefoot in a baby diaper to the streets of Cleveland from my home. Sir, okay? sir, you don't know what downtown Cleveland was like when the Cavs won the championship. Oh, I do. I was there. I was I there, do. buddy. I was running through the streets. I was taking selfies with policemen and firefighters. I saw people climbing on top of fire trucks and hanging from street signs and granted, you know, I'm probably going to do the same thing that I did last time and call my father hysterically crying and get all emotional. But if the Browns somehow win a Super Bowl, it would be the craziest thing this world has ever saw. Now I I think I will say this. um, I think we'll handle it better than Philly um, just because we, we don't have like that degenerate kind of alcoholic, like, ape-like characteristic in us. What are you talking about, man? The whole city's going to burn. That, there won't no, be a we're Browns. not that bad. We're listen, not that bad. Mac, Mac. Now, if the Browns fights, win this, that was, fights, yeah. that was the Cavs. That was the second, at the time, that was the second most loved team in Cleveland. If the Browns win a Super Bowl, this the fan base had a parade when they went zero and sixteen. Yeah, but we're not going to destroy the city. There won't be. There'll be history books about the former city of Cleveland, Ohio. It'll be all ash, it just there. And there's going to be guardrails around the city because they're going to have to take all the major interstate highways and move them. Because it's going to be burnt to the ground. Dude, you watch too many cartoons. That's uh, that's that's my only logical explanation here. It's either that or the caffeine and nicotine withdrawal is just really just messing with your brain chemically right now. Because I just can't I can't take you serious. I can't. I can't. And well, and honestly, I think now would be a perfect time for our new segment. Oh god. So, ladies You're and gentlemen, I pitched this idea a couple days ago um, because. Christian had a hard time pronouncing one of the new players the Browns got, Ogbo Okoronkwo. Okoronkwo. I said it right. <laughs> well, that was the first time that you've ever said it right since you joined I've the team. Woke up every so congratulations. Morning. So so what I've done is I've gone on Google 
Uh-huh. And I've looked for the hardest names to pronounce. I will write them on this little whiteboard here, and I will show it to Christian. Um, there's four of them, and we're just going to see what happens because I, I think it's going to be pretty funny. And at, at the end of the day, I know for a fact that at least I'll be entertained, so I know that I'll get something out of it. All right, so the first one. All right. Oh, you got the the board. Yeah, I got the board here. Okay. Hopefully you don't see it backwards because then it would be awkward. Yeah, that would be but very awkward. I don't think awkward. you do. I don't think I, you do. I hope not. <laughs> okay. So here is the first one. Oh, Lord. Star Lutaleli? One more time. Star Lutaleli? No. That would be Star Low. To Lalay. Low wow. to Lalay. Oh, man, that was close. All right. So, over <laughs> one so far. Wow. Wow. <laughs> oh, that's my favorite. Sorry. That's my favorite. You guys see the, the, the funny thing about our, our, our listeners is, is that so K, KFC and I talk every day. Um, and that's whether like on the phone texting um or or on yeah. xbox and i just now sometimes i'm doing it on purpose but there's a lot of times where i'll just max i'll just match his accent and y- you know i'll just get carried away with the character and so <laughs> it's i i have fun i i like to i like to entertain myself while i'm talking to christian here all right yeah. so number two number this two. one's a tricky one this one's a tricky one all right let's see it Oh Lord, hit me, Jesus! I need it because I feel like this is about to be one of them that's like got numbers in it or something. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> Ty Tyrod Taylor. If you say it's nope. Tyrod, if you say Tyrod, no, it's, it's not. Bro, get it's out of here! No, it's no, it's go jump in a dumpster because you're trash for that one. Okay. Wait, oh, that was good. What? What? That so the good. man doesn't know his own name. His man is the man doesn't know his own name. No, we don't. Like you're telling me. Yeah. Okay. KFC has <laughs> has announced that <laughs> this is why. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's oh. got to retaliate somehow, um, and it would it wouldn't be fun if it was only a one way relationship where you know only one hassled the other. Yeah, let me get my ten year old cousin to cook Mac real quick. Bro, he is so bad. Dude, he's he, like Okay, the, for the listeners, since Mac wants to make fun of me, I'm gonna make fun of Mac. And actually this isn't even me making fun of Mac. This is my cousin, ten years old. Cooked me. Cooked him. He said, Hey Mac, if you would stop playing video games, you might have a girlfriend. Yeah, that one that one stung. That one that one stung a little yeah, bit. Yeah, there was silence in the chat. <laughs> I, well, it's just like, well, first of all, he's ten. So like what am I what am I gonna say? Second, I have to think about what I'm saying in general because you know, a, a lot of times, and granted, thank God I haven't said anything too bad live on the podcast, but it's just you, you know I got a pretty <laughs> filthy mouth. Like yeah. I am I am yeah. very vulgar. If, yeah. if anybody that's and, and I'm casual about it too, so it's yeah. just like I, I don't even know what to say to the kid while he's insulting me. Yeah. 
All right. What's uh let's see number three. Oh, number three. This is a good one. Cause there's there, I mean, no chance that you get this one, but I'm just gonna giggle watching you struggle. So Okay. Okay, the ops are out to get me. I see. It's fine. The ops are out to get me, it's fine. Oh god. Albert Okay Bonham Bonham Okay Bonham Is that right? So it's Okuway Boonam. You're enunciating way too much. What do you mean? I'm literally I You're I, probably that's you gotta stop. I'm copy and pasting it right off the internet, and it's not my fault that you can't read. I can't read. I just said it how I'd say it. Wait, well, it's a mispronunciation. But that's the thing is I wouldn't call him by his last name. I'd call him Big Al. <laughs> yeah, you would. There's no way you would even attempt to pronounce that. See, see, one. look, Jeff, a resident Hell, I of, can't the, pronounce that of, of Northeast Ohio, so he couldn't even pronounce that. You probably didn't you know you probably had to look at like how do you enunciate it. Like how I did break it because down. I wanted to make sure I had the right answer. So you didn't even know it. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you bum. <laughs> you probably you probably you probably sit down when you pee. All right. Oh well, right. I'm, I'm sorry, Mac, I'm sorry I went too far. Yeah. Um, please okay. forgive me. Please. Jeez. <laughs> Oh, this, I'm so glad this is the last one. Uh, All right. Yeah, this one, there's, there's no way, there's no way. There's just so much going on with this one. I don't even know if I can fit it in one line. If you, oh. if you're running out of room, don't put it. <laughs> well, but that's <laughs> not the fun. Gosh. I'm not ready for this one. We need to do this segment like every week because this is just <laughs> no, happening. we this, don't. I'm, I'm having I'm having way too much. People already fun think I'm an idiot. Struggle. Well, I mean, you know, sometimes the shoe fits. <laughs> okay, nerd. Oh God, I'm. See, this is how you feel when you tell me to like cry or when I'm getting dunked on. Mid podcast on live, so I've got now the shoes I've on got the other authori- foot. Authoritative, uh, it says. Are right, you ready? Buddy. You ready? Yeah, listen, buddy. Um, what the? What? That's not even a name. It that is, is name. not. It is a name. Charm. Char. What? Charmachella. Machella. I'm gonna say this pronunciation, and you're gonna you're gonna bust out laughing. Sure, Mike, you will. No. No. <laughs> no. Dude, I swear. No. I swear. I swear. No. It's sure, Mike, you will. No. No. Swear, swear on my life. Swear on everyone in my family's life. Swear on my dog's life, dude. You got a dog? Well, yeah, I mean, she lives with my parents, but. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> See, okay, I've got people backing me up on this one. Bro, come on, <laughs> exactly. Okay, yeah, you out here, you out here trying to act like I just can't talk and I can't read, and you're out here I mean, throwing numbers though. in words like it's math or arithmetic. <laughs> okay, you can calm it down over there. Okay, 
I'm actually very impressed that you used the word arithmetic. Yeah. I mean, I had it. No, I didn't. I'm I'm really good with numbers, Mac. Believe it or not. Well, I would hope so. I I would hope so, given your profession. I'm a calculator, by the way. No, you use calculators. No, I am a calculator. You're, You're not a calculator. Okay, whatever. Uh, and, you know, I think that is a horrible way to end this episode, but I think it is unless we got anything else. Is that, well, is that I just got a, a breaking news from um, Adam Schefter. So the Jets GM doubled down on Aaron Rodgers and said that Lamar Jackson is not an option. So, you, you know, congratulations, Christian. You're no longer the stupidest person here. Um, that is Jets GM Joe Douglas. So, you know, I think that that would be a wonderful way to end the podcast here, unless you got any other thoughts um, with how this team's breaking going. Breaking I mean, oh, news. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. You go oh, ahead. Got some breaking. Well, I was just going to say, what do you – like, what position? So, the Browns' first pick is round three, Safety. 72. Safety. So you give me Jordan you think Battle. Safety. Give me Jordan Battle now. I was high on him at forty-two. I think this dude can come in and play ball. He's a boy from Bama. You go watch his tape. He's ready to come in and contribute right off the rip. He's not one of these guys that you got to just slowly increment into the defense. Like this dude is gonna come out here and just bust heads. Like he's gonna be the Bobby Boucher of the safety room. Like go watch him lay out kids. Like just bah and. He's a dog. I um I I don't know. It's you know this uh, this edge class is awfully awfully deep. You know, if a guy like Mike Morris is still there, um, the the kid the kid out of Army is an absolute project, and he's going to need to put on weight. But you know, I think he could slip, and if he's still there, why not take him? You know, so, um, yeah, I, I think they're going to have a lot of options. Um, I do think that I, it's it's not going to be at 72, but I do think that they take a running back this draft. Um, now, you're high on Deuce Vaughn. I am as well. Um, Deuce, but- we need Deuce in Cleveland. Listen, this guy is going to be the Darren Sproles of the Cleveland offense if we get him. He is so good. He can just, like, shake people out of their shoes, man. It's just like he goes, and he's gone. I mean, like a knife through butter. He's so – like, he's he's shorter. But the dude – it's hard to tackle these guys that are littler. I'm sorry. It's just true. Like, I mean, even at Kentucky last year, I watched Wondell Robinson. He was one of the hardest people to tackle because he was just so shifty and hard to get, like, actually get around. It's because he's so little. And and I think the same thing with Deuce Vaughn. And I just want to say, deuce, and then that say the jokes. Sick. We just took um, a deuce on your team. And I would love it. I didn't. What that didn't even. I mean, I'm one of the childish guys, most childish guys I know, and that didn't even come across my uh, come across my brain here. But because uh, um, you're trying you to know, pronounce names that you didn't even know how to pronounce. Well, I just Google them. I just read off the. Oh, oh, here we go. <laughs> Ravens president, Sashi Brown. We love Lamar. We want to keep him here. Come on, stop it. Stop it. But, um, you know, I, I do think McIntosh out of out of Georgia, that running back, um, he's a solid pass catcher. And that's what the Browns still need. 
Um, you know, don't be surprised if you, I mean, we've already been hearing things about Jarek McKinnon, um, yep. you, you know, and adding him to this offense. Yeah, if we so get him, I, I'll, I'll run through a wall. If we can get him as running back too, um, I'm running. I don't know where, but I'll be running. Even yeah, and, and they do. And now granted, it, it's a very small role in this offense. It, it's not going to be, you, you know, it's not going to be that, that stretch of six games, you, you know, for Kareem Hunt in 2021. But there's still a need for that pass catching back because I, oh my God, one of the, one of the, one of the things that aggravates me so much, but I won't, I won't let it get to me this season. I promise you, I will, I, I will find ways to de-stress myself when this happens, but I know eventually there's going to be a time on offense where it's going to be mm-hmm. third down, right? Uh-huh. I'll look over at the sidelines and Nick Chubb is not going to be on the field. So there has to be someone right there. That's going to be catching the balls out of the backfield. Now, is that going to be Jerome Ford? We don't know. We haven't seen him do that in college. We haven't seen him do it in the NFL. We don't know that he can do it. Yeah. So I think at some point, um, you know, I, I think Demetri Felton, his time in Cleveland's gone, um, considering the fact that he's, uh, you know, allergic to catching the football with his hands. He'd rather do it with his chest. Um, so I, I don't see him making this roster as a running back. Uh, so, you, you know, they, they got to find somebody for that role. Um, yeah. And they gotta they gotta find somebody that's gonna push Jerome because, and and I think Andrew Barry finally realizes this as a, as a GM because I remember in the past they'd be they'd be kind of okay with a guy like Jerome Ford you, you know because they would expect him to take the leap, but now it almost seems like and and I, and I want to hear your take on this does it kind of seem like that Andrew Barry is now covering his ass more in terms of risk. Well, if you think about it, I mean, when we hired AB, he was first time as a GM. You know, mm-hmm. there's gonna be growing pains when you, when it's yeah. the first time in a position. You're gonna see some growing pains, and we saw some. And I mean, like the way he drafted wide receivers, like we got Schwartz. He's not been very successful drafting D tackles, and I mean, he just hasn't really signed any either, other than like Malik McDowell prior or before the season. And you know, it's. It's now I think he's came to the realization like, okay, we can't just expect these dudes to make the jump. We got to get guys that are proven and guys that can actually come in and make a difference. And I think AB's really learned that over the course of the last three years. Yeah, yeah. It's um, it, it's really – and, like, granted, uh, uh, am I just kind of fooling myself into drinking the Kool-Aid once again? For the umpteenth season in a row. Well, it happens every year. We sign yeah. few pl- we sign players. Um, we get hot because we think, okay, these guys are going to be amazing in our scheme, and then we just get let down. And I made a funny uh, Facebook post the other day. Um, I know I'm bringing up Facebook, but I thought it was funny. Um, I said I want all the Browns players to line up on both sides of my casket when I die, so they can let me down one last time. <laughs> I mean, the, I, I, I do really think that this is the year that they're going to make a run. Now, how far are they going to go in this run? I, I don't know. Well, okay, but, it, it kind of has the 2020 like, offseason feel to me. Like, we didn't get the big names. We got people but that But there come was in. a lot of turnover. There was. 
And like, I mean, we did we did get a few big names that offseason. I I kind of keep forgetting that, but like, they weren't like huge flashy names. They weren't like a, a Tyree Kill. They weren't like a a Travis Kill. Nothing like that prestigious. Like, we got guys that can come in like a Dalvin Tomlinson. Like, I, I can kind of compare that to the Jack Conklin song and the Juwan yes. Thornhill kind of to the Austin Hooper at the time. Um, and they were good pieces that come in and just balled out. Like they came in, did yeah. their job, and weren't ex- like they weren't expected to like play as good as they did. And Browns would go to the second round of the playoffs. Nobody really thought we were going to the playoffs that year. They were like, "Okay, this team's gonna suck because you know you're coming off Freddie Kitchens' year. Nothing went well." And I kind of feel like it's kind of the same thing because nobody's really talking about the Browns. Nobody's really talking about Deshaun Watson, and they're kind of sleeping on the Browns. And I, I love it. I want to go in. Oh, like, I I, I'm fine with Brown yeah. fans talking that talk. You know, I'm I'm fine with us talking about Super Bowls, playoffs, and all that. But I don't want the national media talking about it. That was one thing I was kind of scared about when the with all the D Hop. Like, I mean, I know I tweeted, uh, yeah. get D Hop, get Brandon Cooks. But you know, if we got D Hop, as soon as we agreed to that trade, the expectations for the Browns would have been Super Bowl or bust. Oh, absolutely. And getting and, a guy and, like yeah. Elijah Moore. It kind of lowers those expectations. I'm not dissing on Elijah Moore. I think he's mm-hmm. a great receiver. But when you get a guy of a star stature, kind of like a D-Hawk. Big name, yeah. Then, then that's when the expectations with the media, they're going to start pushing you because you've got that star player. They're going to have that impact, and that's why. Well, the nice thing is is that you know compared to the past two seasons, mm-hmm. the Browns have to – earn the respect of the national media they really do because uh, notice any national media ranking any Uh way too early prediction none of them are high on the browns and Mm -hmm. honestly i like that i -hmm. really do because at the end of the day you know these additions are great but deshaun watson still needs to step up his game kevin stefanski still needs to add couple wrinkles to this offense the defense has to get together um you know schwartz has to lead 11 guys out there on defense and finally put together a competent group for the first time in years you you know so like like you said they got to prove it Mm -hmm. and when like it's just it's just kind of building to like like you said those 2020 vibes to where they got to put up or shut up and I like the Browns' chances to put up here. Yeah, and I'm excited because we're, we're finally getting to Sean Watson's second year technically in the offense. He got the rust off. He got He's played some games now. Uh, we got him some new, some new uh, receivers, you know, some proven guys, or not necessarily proven, but upgrades compared to where we were yes, last upgrades. year. Um, and I really think that this wide receiver core is going to push guys like David Bell and DPJ to take that next step. You know, I told you this the other day on Xbox. Uh, I said I think Elijah Moore is going to be wide receiver too, because I think yeah. I think DPJ. I think this all this is going to push DPJ to become a, a future wide receiver one. Because I don't see Lam- or uh, I don't see Amari Cooper in a Browns uniform after his contract ends. Yeah, um, I, I mean it's just going to be very hard. Um, to pay a guy that late in his career. Um, yeah. And they're kind of they, – they want they want that to happen because that's the best-case scenario for the Browns. Mm-hmm. Because if DPJ just, just holds the into that wide receiver, wide receiver one, that, like, that'd be perfect. 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think that he, he might be close to making that step. It, it's, you know, only time will tell, but, yeah. um, you know, he's gotten better every single year. And the best part about this Browns roster mm-hmm. going into camp, there are very few open spots. Yeah. There's going to be a lot of competition and with competition breeds excellence. Yep. And that's the note that I want to end on. Oh, here. and and iron sharpens iron, man. Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, I, like you said, I think this, that was a great way to end the episode. Um, thank you guys for listening. If you guys want to re-listen to this, uh, we're available on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, pretty much anywhere you can get podcasts. Facebook. We, we got Facebook, a Facebook page. Twitter and Instagram if you guys want to go follow that. And we do actually have some merch. Uh, we are actually looking to upgrade our merch right now. We're in the works on that. Um, but yeah. So go to our page. If, you, if you're di- like if for some weird reason you're dying for Down With The Browns merch, um, go buy it now before we switch stores here. Because uh, we're, like he said, we're trying to kind of find another outlet here. Um, but yeah, um, feel free to follow us on everything. Um, YouTube is going to be the big one. So feel yeah, free to subscribe, subscribe away. Um, tell your friends, I tell your mother, tell your mother's friends. If you're Zach yeah. Wilson. Tell, um, tell everybody, man. Yeah. And tell, we're, we're, get a we're tattooed actively on doing give- giveaways here. So, giveaways. you know, a, a good, good way to get put in for some free merch. Yeah. Just follow us. It doesn't cost you anything. Doesn't I mean, hurt. yeah, you, you, you got to probably put up with a couple videos of Christian screaming into the camera, r- ripping energy drinks, but... You not know. anymore. I'm a new man. <sighs> I'm not touching any caffeine today. Thank you very much. Uh, but yeah, like he said, subscribe, follow us. Hopefully you enjoy your listen. And have a great day, great night, whatever time of day it is you're listening to this. And... Go, 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 go,